Hello, and welcome to the Indie Nook. It's primarily an indie games podcast, but we chat about all things indie. I'm your host, Bleak McKean, and today I'd like to talk to you about an indie showcase that happened earlier this week called Day of the Devs. But before I get into that, I wanted to briefly talk about a thought I had in regards to Citizen Sleeper, which was the game I talked about in episode zero. One of my favorite places in the game is a food stand, and the owner of this food stand's name is Emphis. And they're a very striking character. They're portrayed to be very muscular and large. They're kind and soft-spoken, kind of like a gentle giant. The first time you encounter them, you probably don't have much money to spare, and he's a cook. So he says you can eat for free this time, but you have to pay by telling me a story. And you tell him a story about your past and how you get there. And Emphis is very empathetic, and you have a good dialogue. And you go back to him more and more. And the dialogues each time when you encounter him, they're very intriguing, and you want to know more. But every time you go, he asks you about you. And you end up telling him more about you. And you get to kind of learn your place uh, within the story. And after a while, he asks you to bring him some ingredients. And you do, and he he cooks you a meal. um, Or a similar meal from his home world. Or a meal that is similar to one from his home world. And and you do this twice. And at the end of the quest line, um, which I I won't spoil, um, but you get to learn about him. And it's very rewarding, and it kind of takes place over the whole course of the game, I mean... At the beginning, you kind of get the dialogue and the items that he needs you to bring are kind of like a like a mid-game item and then like a late-game item, and so so the quest line kind of happens throughout the game and it's it's very well paced and it's very rewarding and I just wanted to bring it up um, because I after completing this quest line, I just thought it was brilliant and I thought it was an incredible example of how your intrigue and natural curiosity to another um, was just a great device to learn more about yourself in this world and because both sides are so intriguing um, it's just awesome when you tell Enthus your story um, and then in the end you learn yours and I just thought it was a, an incredible example um, of brilliant game design where you learn just through you know natural play more about yourself and more about the world and about others as well so that was Citizen Sleeper. Um, I talk about it in episode zero and go a little bit more into depth on it. Um, and just so happy that I picked that game up. Gosh, it's incredible. Definitely play it if you haven't. Um, but I kind of wanted to move on to the topic of the show. And this week there was an indie showcase of sorts called Day of the Devs. And this is published by Double Fine and I Am 8-Bit in partnership with Summer Game Fest. And I guess this is a little a quote from them. Um, Day of the Devs began in 2012 as a collaboration between Double Fine and I Am 8-Bit with the purpose of shining the spotlight on great indie games. Since then, the event has showcased over 50 games, both in person and in online events. And I kind of just wanted to share my thoughts and go over um, some of the highlights for me, I mean, they showed off a lot of games, and I definitely recommend um, watching it for yourself. If in, if you're interested, 
Um, because, I mean, the games that spoke to me aren't necessarily going to speak to you. So these are just the ones that I wanted to highlight that I added to my Steam wish list. I guess overall, I really enjoyed it, and it it's absolutely worth watching. Um, it's very streamlined, and I thought it was very professional um, for a showcase of this kind. And it was just a great way to showcase some incredible-looking indies. But yeah, so I guess let's start off. The, the first one that spoke to me was Hyper Light Breaker. And I've kind of talked about um, this and my, I guess, excitement towards this on um, the other podcast that I do, the Sticky Buttons podcast. And both me and Brandon, we absolutely loved um, Hyper Light Drifter. Actually, I'm, I may have even said the wrong game. The new game is called Hyper Light Breaker. I'm not, I'm not sure if I, if I said that. <laughs> but their, their previous game is called Hyper Light Drifter. And we both loved it. Um, I personally, I feel like I had like a semi-religious experience playing that game. So it getting a, a sequel um, is very exciting. They, they did make a game in between called Solar Ash. And I think at some point we do... Um, both Brandon and myself plan on bringing that to the Sticky Buttons podcast, but um, it, <laughs> I don't know when that's going to happen. So um, Hyper Light Breaker, very excited for it. I do want to play Solar Ash before Hyper Light Breaker comes out, but it's not going to come out um, for a while. It kind of seems that early access is going to be in early 2024. Um, so I'm very excited about that. It's supposed to be kind of a third-person action roguelite Um I guess sometimes, I guess it, I guess it can be co-op and it has online functionality, but I guess that there's also a solo element to it as well. So very excited for that one. Um, the next one is called Wizard with a Gun. <laughs> and um, this actually has a demo available on Steam. So I'm, I'm planning on checking this out on my Steam Deck, but it kind of, it also looks kind of interesting. So it's also an action roguelike, but it is um, kind of an isometric view, and it kind of looks like you just have guns. I think it, but it kind of looks like you can craft guns that have like different elemental and magic effects to it, hence the wizard with a gun. Um, it, the art style looked very cool, and I don't know, I'm, I was just really interested in this. I thought it was kind of an intriguing showcase, so I'm definitely going to check out the demo um, at the very least. And I guess the next game, which this one I thought was really interesting, um, this is called Beastie Ball. Um, and again, there were other games in this this showcase, but I'm just kind of highlighting the ones that I put on my wish list. Um, Beastie Ball. Now, <laughs> this is cool because this is from the same team that made Chicory, which I did talk about on the Sticky Buttons podcast. That's kind of like a, like a Zelda light. Um, or a Zelda-like game, where it's kind of an isometric um, action game, or puzzle, well, I guess isometric puzzle action game, and all of the color's been removed from the world. And through your actions, you're painting the world um, and bringing color to it. So it's got a really great message to it, um, and I really enjoyed that. I mean, obviously, it's very beautiful. Um, so that, I mean, I'm immediately interested just because it's the the team that did that. But it's it's also it's it's kind of a, looks like their take on on the Pokemon um, creature collector pocket monsters formula, and I guess I'm kind of seeing it like that because I mean I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Um, if you if you listen to the Sticky Buns podcast, you'll know that both Brandon and myself are, are huge um, Pokemon fans. 
but this, I mean, I guess I'll just say I'm, I've personally, I have not really enjoyed the, the last game that they did. I was very excited for it. Um, and it just, I don't know. I just, it didn't click with me. I mean, obviously the performance, I mean, it was mostly, it was mostly due to the performance of it. Um, I just don't think that game was finished. Um, and I, in retrospect, I think it may have been a little bit um, more critical on, oh my gosh, Legends Arceus than, than maybe I should have. I mean, that was that was a very cool game. I don't know. I <laughs> we talk about Pokemon a lot, but this is this is very different, and I think that this might actually solve some of the problems that um, you know I've had with it. And it, it's I feel like with with Pokemon um, like games, it's it's very hard to get into them. I think just because of the, the creatures, like you want to, you know, feel a connection to the the creature. So I think the creature and character design is very, very essential in, in this kind of game, at least for me to get interested in it. Um, and I think that they're what they're trying to do here with their gameplay looks extremely interesting as well. And I think I'm going to check it out. So it's it's, it's a turn paced um, kind of game, but instead of collecting creatures, you you try and build bonds with the ones that you have. So it kind of looks like it might be more of a, because you have like more of an intimate experience with your, your besties or the creatures that you encounter throughout the world. And instead of being a, a turn-based combat, it kind of looks like it's a turn-based kind of like take on volleyball. So it's, I mean, bestie or beastie ball. So it's kind of like your best friend beast mixed with volleyball. Um, so I think it's very cleverly named beastie ball and it kind of looks like you're kind of just playing volleyball through this turn-based combat um i mean it's like a game so it's i mean there's no um like fainting and i think that it's just really interesting i mean from the screenshots of it it looks like the um the beasties kind of follow you around um you know it's one thing that everybody's been asking pokemon to do is like hey why can't they just follow me why can't they just you know be outside of their ball and and interact with me inside the world and I mean I'm really excited for this because I think that if they can if they can nail it there's a lot of cool things that that I think fans would want uh, myself included want something more from a Pokemon experience that they just have not done and I think that it's really cool that an indie team is like hey it kind of seems like Pokemon's taking a couple steps backwards like let's let's push the genre forward and especially from a team that um, has done some incredible games before. I'm I'm super interested. So that's Beastie Ball. The next one, um, I've, <laughs> I've actually I've seen this game a ton. So this is not the first time I've seen this game. This game is called Haunty, spelled H-A-U-N-T-I-I, and I've seen this game a ton on Twitter. It had a Kickstarter. I saw it on Kickstarter as well, and I almost backed it, and I. Because the art style is very cool, but I just, for some reason, I just, I just didn't. I, I think that this game has never, um, like, if you just kind of see like a 20 second clip of this gameplay, or you kind of just see some screenshots of it, or like a GIF of the game, like you're immediately interested because it has um, a very striking hand drawn art style, and it's kind of not necessarily black and white, but it's very much two colors. So like sometimes it's black and red or black and blue or black and beige or black and cream. And it kind of, I mean, it's isometric and like absolutely beautiful hand-drawn world. And it's kind of like a puzzle game, like an isometric puzzle game. 
but I have never, before this showcase, I have never been interested in it. And I've I've watched trailers, and I I do not think that this game does a good job. Um, if you just are ex- of explaining what it is when you just watch a trailer, so I absolutely recommend watching the the day of the devs um, portion of this game if you're interested because the art style is very cool. But again, I just feel like even if you go to the Steam page and watch the trailer, I think it does not really explain what this game is. And I've never really quite understood it until until I watch this, um, I guess, this presentation that they have. And there's, um, I guess, somebody from the development team kind of talking about it. And I think that I got a lot better grasp on what this game is. Um, and I'm, I'm more interested now than I ever have been. So... Even though I've, I've seen it before, I've seen it a couple times, I've kind of, I had almost written it off, like, this isn't for me, um, just because it is a little bit dark, it kind of looks like, I mean, I'll do my best to describe it, but I think they do a better job in the showcase, so it kind of looks like you haunt certain objects, and those objects let you um, interact with the world, and that's how you solve puzzles, so I think that's kind of the, I guess that's kind of how I would describe it, just from seeing it, but I mean, you are kind of like a ghost, kind of like a spirit. So it is very spooky and ethereal. Um, I mean, that's why everything's like two colors, either a color and black. And, and it's very spooky, but it is very striking. So I've seen this game before. I absolutely love the art style, but I wasn't necessarily interested before until I saw this. So definitely check out that presentation. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe I just missed something just watching the trailers on Steam. So I think that's an interesting contrast there. Um, so that's Haunty. Definitely interested in, in seeing that come out and I guess seeing how it reviews as well. So the <laughs> next game, um, I actually, I've I've kind of been thinking about this one a little bit and I added it to my wish list. I think I'm, I don't know if I'm going to check this one out actually. <laughs> the more I think about it, I'm, I'm thinking that it might not, it might not work out, but I think it's a cool concept. Um, so it's called Hellskate. And that's Hellskate with one L, and it's <laughs> it's kind of like a Tony Hawk um, roguelike, um, but you have like a like a weird hammer, and it looks like you get like a sword, and you kind of have like like you're kind of going around this open world, um, kind of like the early Tony Hawk games, um, <laughs> and I guess it's like you fight demons, um, kind of in, in melee looking combat. Um, I guess it's actually, it's kind of like melee, it almost kind of looks like melee and rhythm combat, because if you like these uh, these skater games, you do kind of have to get into a rhythm with them. So, I don't know, I guess we'll have to see how it plays. It almost kind of, at first I was like, okay, sign me up. Um, like, the art style's cool, um, but it kind of looks like a little bit of a throwback, but it it's certainly interesting. And I was like, all right, sign me up for it. But then now I'm, I'm kind of thinking, how are they going to do that? How would that play? How would that play with, um, I guess, doing this Tony Hawk movement, but then, like, looks like you can do all the same tricks that you could do in a Tony Hawk, and then you have to, like, do combat on top of that. I, I don't know. I hope they pull it off. I hope it works. Um, but now I'm, I'm kind of, um, at first, I, I was just so excited, and I'm like, I don't know if that's going to work. So I guess we'll see. Um, but that's Hellscape. And I actually, <laughs> I jumped into a, a, another game, um, Oh my gosh, what's it called? It's called Rollerdrome, which is kind of a similar concept. Um, it's kind of like Tony Hawk, 
uh, but your own roller skates, and then you are kind of doing like a arena style um, first person or third person shooting combat, and that works really well. But there is a very high. They made it so it's a very high skill ceiling, so it it can be very complicated and it really gets hard very quickly. Um, so it, it's interesting. Just I, I, the contrast of how I, I like loved Ollie Ollie world, but then the same developers helped with, um, um, roller drone. I didn't love it as much. So I guess I'm, I'm just kind of interested. I'm interested to see another take on this. Um, cause again, that was like third person shooting and this is uh, melee combat. So interested to see that. I I'm I don't know. I hope they pull it off. Um, the next one that I thought was interesting um, is called Summerhill. Now, this um, developer studio, they, they, I guess they've made some other mobile games. Um, here, I guess the publisher is called Land and Sea. Here, let me see what their other games are. Okay, so this is the the same team that did Alto's Adventure and Alto's Odyssey. Now I've played a little bit of Alto's Ob- Odyssey on um, the iPhone, and I thought it was was really um, incredible. It, it's kind of just all movement, and there's really like no stakes. It's kind of just like you're just skating through beautiful landscapes. Actually, it's kind of like you're surfing, like a surfboard on like sand, and the music's great. Actually, the music is one of the best parts of it, and those games are, are really fun. This game, I was really in... I think if I had just saw a trailer, I wouldn't be as interested, but they, again, they had a, an amazing presentation, and one of the, the lead, I guess, designers and developers kind of got on and talked about the game, and um, I, I just, now that I... The more I think about it, the more I think it's going to be extremely interesting... And this game is called Summer Hill. And it kind of <laughs> looks like it's going to be... Or I guess, actually, this is how they describe it. A story-driven puzzle game where you play as a young shepherd and their dog. Um, actually, this is also from them as well. Journey across an ancient pastoral landscape and reunite your scattered flock. And unearth the mysteries of a long-forgotten past. So that's Summer Hill. Man, I'm really excited for this. It kind of looks like you're, I mean, as they say, it kind of looks like you're a shepherd and you have like a flock of sheep and you kind of have to herd them with your dog. And it just looks like, I mean, the world that they showed off looks so beautiful. Um, I mean, incredibly picturesque. And it just kind of is like a very chill concept. Like you're kind of just like, like kind of like gathering or kind of like herding your sheep. And in in the presentation, I, I absolutely recommend anybody watch it. They kind of, he, I guess he kind of describes how um, shepherding of, of sheep has been, and is an ancient <laughs> um, profession, and, and just how we're all more connected to that than maybe we think we are, as it's, it's kind of, a, I guess, as they say, unearth the mysteries of a long forgotten past, and I, I'm just really interested in this. I think it's kind of intriguing. Um, I've, I've never really seen a game like this before. and I, I like experiencing games that uh, try new things. So I'm very excited for Summerhill. Definitely one I'm going to keep my eye on. Um, the next one <laughs> it's called Mars First Logistics. Um, I'm 
So I guess right off the bat, it very much has a, a very unique art style, kind of like Sable and Roller Drome, um, which is kind of that Mobius um, design, uh, I guess Mobius comics, um, shell shaded and, and pastel colors. Um, it's very... <laughs> it's very interesting. I'm actually the the tra one of the trailers is kind of playing in the background. I'm kind of watching it, and it's kind of making me laugh. You you play as a, um, I guess you're kind of just creating these objects on Mars, and you have like a bunch of little tasks. Like um, one of them is like move pizza from point A to point B, and that's kind of what they show off in the trailer. And it kind of looks like you can you have like all of these these robotic tools, and you can kind of craft your own. Um, silly kind of contraption to move pizza from point A to point B. And immediately when I thought of this, I was like, this is going to be so much fun. And I, I don't think I ever would have picked a game up like this, but, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, you know, <laughs> part of the fun of that game is you just build these crazy contraptions and, and just kind of interact with the world. And this kind of looks like it's it's just that. And it looks like it's in a very beautiful environment and it just looks like the the scope of what you can build is is truly unlimited because you get a bunch of parts. So I'm I'm extremely excited about this game. Um, that's called Mars First Logistics. And the last game that I wanted to talk about today is called a Viewfinder. I I don't know if I'm gonna personally click with this game, but I think a lot of people are really gonna click with this. Um, I'm actually gonna read their description of it. Um, but it's it's a puzzle game, a third-person puzzle game, and how you interact with the world, it kind of looks like you take pictures, and, and then you can use the pictures to kind of manipulate the environment. Um, so this is how they describe it. Challenge perception, redefined reality, and reshape the world around you with an instant camera. Viewfinder is a new single-player game offering... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> offering gamers hours of interesting and fun experiences while uncovering the mysteries left behind. I actually like how I, how I said it better. Um, but, it, I mean, it's it really does kind of look like you take pictures and you can kind of manipulate the space around you with those pictures. So, for example, it looks like... Um, I actually watched the trailer. The trailer, well, I mean, it'll explain it in an instant, um, but it kind of looks like like in one instance, like somebody picks up a painting and then they take it to a part of the map where there, there's nothing there and they, they kind of like set the painting and then you can walk into the painting. And in another portion, it looks like you have to um, traverse up to a, a higher elevated surface, um, like a higher platform, and there's nothing around you. So you kind of like take a picture of, of the wall and then kind of turn it and then kind of set it and it becomes a ramp. So... It kind of looks like it's going to be um, kind of just like a, a puzzle game in a third-person environment where you can manipulate the environment, um, kind of like Portal. But, man, I'm, I'm really excited for this because, the, I mean, this is kind of what, what games can do that no other medium can do. And you can just go from one setting, um, kind of look at a wall, and then the wall turns into a door, and it becomes something completely different. And just traversing through those kind of spaces and environments, um, I think really, I guess, pushes the medium forward because it, it really is like a, like it's just a challenge. It's a challenge visually of how something that, that is kind of breaks the wall and becomes something new. So 
definitely check this one out um, called Viewfinder. They have a demo available on um, PlayStation. I think it's, it might just be PlayStation 5, but they do have a demo on the PlayStation um, ecosystem. So I just downloaded that and I'm going to check that out. Um, and I hope that I hope that I enjoy it. I'm I'm very excited just to to play it and see how I feel. So so that's a viewfinder. And you know I think I'm gonna wrap it up um, there today. Definitely go check that out. Um, I mean obviously there are a ton of games that I didn't cover. Um, so that is Day of the Devs. And thank you for joining me on episode one of the Indie Nook. Um, I've had a great time, and I hope to see you in the next one. Bye.